tonight, we're going to talk about talking about miracles. And here's what the Holy Spirit said. If you talk about miracles, you'll have miracles. If you talk about miracles, you'll have miracles. And you know, the church is just not doing enough talking about miracles. Like pastor's been telling us what not to talk about, what not to say. He's been telling us a lot of things that we need to quit saying. But there's some things we need to talk about more. And we need to talk about miracles. And if we want miracles in our lives, everybody want miracles. We didn't mean to, but we've really bought into this religious system that's trying to operate in the earth today. And it is just a system, and it's a worldly system. Religion is a worldly system. It's not a God system. And you know, that worldly system says miracles passed away. I typed in miracles of the New Testament. All I found was a bunch of garbage. All I found was how they passed away when the last apostle died because we don't need them anymore. But I tell you, the world's in worse shape now than it was then. I think I think we need them worse. Hallelujah. And they say, well, you know, God just used it to establish the church and so forth. And so that's a world system. That's a system of religion. So I couldn't even find a list of miracles of the New Testament on the Internet. I couldn't find it. All I could find was garbage on that. And that's that world system saying that they passed away, saying that they're not for today, saying that God doesn't do miracles anymore. But I tell you, it's too late with me. God's already done too many miracles in my life. Hallelujah. He intends us to be living by miracles every day. Just are in a miracle flow that we ask God for things. And you know, some people really discount miracles and they go, well, you know, if it wasn't like the wall of Jericho falling, something real spectacular like that, that it's not a miracle. But that's not true. We are to have constant miracles when God overrides what would be and brings things into our lives that we couldn't have or couldn't know and supernatural things that we have a supernatural knowing and supernatural revelation. That may not be what you would call an actual miracle, but it's of that miracle realm. It's of that same spirit of miracles is when you walk in that constantly and when money is multiplied. And the old timers live by these things. Kind of soak in some miracles this afternoon. So I was reading Edith Ward Heflin, Ruth Ward Heflin's mother. I was reading her book, Miracles I Have Seen. She's just talking about not having milk for her baby. And she prayed. The Lord spoke to her and he said, go look in your sewing basket. And she thought, I know I didn't put any money in my sewing basket. And she went and looked and there was a silver dollar. Of course, this is back in the old days when silver dollar would buy something, you know. But anyway, the silver dollar was enough to buy milk for the baby. Hallelujah. And they lived by miracles. And you know, we just aren't living by miracles because we're not asking for them. You know, we're not asking for them. If we had asked for them, we'd get them. Amen. And we'd have things multiplied. We'd have gas multiplied. We'd have food multiplied. We'd have supernatural things if we asked for the supernatural. And if we put a demand on the supernatural and if we kind of believed in it. You know, how many of you believe in the supernatural power of God? Why aren't we using it? It's available to us. It's there for us. And so if we want miracles, we need to talk about miracles. Hallelujah. Talking about miracles creates an atmosphere for more miracles. I want to look in the Bible tonight about what does the Bible say we should be talking about. And the Bible tells many times what we're to be putting our mouth to and what we're to be talking about among each other. And you know, we spend a lot of time talking about stuff that's not getting us anything. We're talking about everything in the world, in the church, but what God did last week, what God did yesterday, what God did for me. Oh, did I tell you what God did for me? I have a question for you tonight. 
How many people have you told about the miracle we've had in our church where the tumor disappeared? Medically documented. I'd like to see a show of hands, but I bet you that there's a great percentage of you had never told anybody. You're not talking about miracles and you're not getting them because you're not talking about them enough. I tell you, you get people's attention when you start talking about miracles. You can talk you ought to come to church, you know, a lot of that stuff and not get their attention. But I was sitting the other day in the beauty shop and I started talking about the tumor that disappeared and I got everybody's ear in there. And when I said it was doctor documented, it was like, say what? And they were all listening very carefully. Listen, folks, that's one of our first medically doctor-documented miracles in this church. We've had miracles. You know, some miracles of healing, you can't exactly put your finger on it. I know I've been healed of things, and I gave testimony of it, but it's hard to prove. Sore throats and headaches and some of those kind of things. But this is a tumor disappeared. We're going to biopsy this thing. Go back and it's gone. And the doctor says, I don't know what to write on your chart. Doctor documented. We need to talk it up as a church. We need to talk about that miracle. We not need to just say, ho-hum. Oh, well, yeah, that's good. Isn't that nice? Or even be unbelieving and say, well, I wonder. I'd like to know. Don't say because we might just string you up from right up there. I'd like to know how many said, well, I just wonder if it really was there after all. It really was there. I'm telling you, ask the woman. She said it was really there. A woman knows when it's really there. Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm telling you, we need to be talking about what God has done. And you know, you need to be recounting to yourself and to others the supernatural things that God has done in your life. And God has opened supernatural doors. He's made supernatural provision. I know somebody told me last week about how they got a brand new computer at work and there was no way to get it. And all the teachers were going, how did you get that? And their supervisors were going, how did you get that? And finally somebody said, well, this is who approved it. And the person that approved it wasn't even supposed to approve it. That's in the miracle realm. Somebody believed God because this person had believed God for a computer. They had taken her computer away from her. She believed for a new computer. And hallelujah, she got it. She got it through the back door. It came the back way. Hallelujah. But you know she got it. So let's look. Are you in Deuteronomy? Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 6. God told me if you'll talk about miracles, you'll have them. The Lord said, if you don't have a personal miracle to talk about, then talk about mine. If you don't have a personal one to talk about, then start talking about mine. And if you'll start talking about my miracles, it'll cause them to start happening in your life. Deuteronomy 6, verse 6. It says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. You know how you're supposed to go to bed at night? Talking about God and His miracles and His Word. You're supposed to lay in bed at night and talk about that before you go to sleep. You're supposed to be talking about it sitting at your table and talking about it to your kids, talking about God, talking about how He's the God of miracles. If you don't talk to your kids about the fact that God is a God of miracles, it'll be lost to the generation following you. You can lose things like that in one generation. They won't know He's a God of miracles. First Chronicles 16, if you'll turn there with me. Verse 8. 
says, Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Make known His deeds among the people. Don't talk to them about what they ought to do and that you ought to go to church and you ought to tithe. Don't talk to them about those things. Talk about God and how good He is and what He's done for you. Talk to them. If you've been set free, you need to talk to them about how you got set free, how you used to be an alcoholic and you're not an alcoholic, how you used to be afraid of your own shadow and you're not afraid. They're all afraid. So I can talk to them about how I used to be so afraid of tornadoes. Well, actually, I wasn't just afraid of tornadoes. I was afraid of a cloud as small as a man's hand. I didn't have to have a tornado. He just had to have a little thunder in it, and I'd be like running for cover. And I can talk to him about that because everybody in town's afraid of those. Hallelujah. And it gets their attention. So we talk to them about his deeds. First Chronicles 16, 8. I'm still reading there. Give thanks unto the Lord, call upon His name, make known His deeds among the people. Sing unto Him, sing psalms unto Him, talk ye of all His wondrous works. We're supposed to be singing unto God and singing about God. And I'm like, I look around sometimes in church on Sunday morning, I see people clapping and not singing. You know what I think? No wonder God ain't doing anything. They don't got nothing. No, God's not blessed. God's not going to bless that, folks. We might as well just get honest and get real can't bless that. You're not giving him anything to bless. You're not making the confessions like Pastor talked about. Even if you don't know the words of the song, you can be saying, praise God, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, praise God, thank you Jesus, praise God. God is good, God's good, praise God, thank you Jesus, God's good. Hallelujah! You can be saying something that's giving thanks and praise to God. And I look around, I'm going, this is supernatural ignorance. This is demonic ignorance. The devil's working on your brain. You're not thinking right. If you're a Christian and praise is not coming out of your mouth, are you not grateful you're not going to hell? Are you not thankful at all? At least you can say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If I died tonight, I'll go to heaven. You can think of something to thank Jesus for. Hallelujah. You're breathing, folks. Some of you just lazy. Now, I'll go home and feel bad I said all this to you, but I'm under the anointing right now, and I don't feel that bad. But I go home, the anointing lives, and I go, Oh, God, oh, I'm sorry. I hope they still like me. Hallelujah. When I get under that anointing, it's like, I don't give a rip. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. And one of the best ways to talk about his wondrous works is to sing. We sing in church and we say, thank God the whole the devil has had on me. He ain't got no more. And some of you just sit there and let him kiss. Oh yeah, take some more ground, devil. He wants you to shut your mouth. The devil wants you to keep your mouth shut. He don't want you to create anything. You know, you might get free. Whoo, hallelujah, Psalm 71. Like Pastor said, there's not a magic formula. Some people just want God to do it. You want me to tell you the God the church worships? You want me to tell you the God the church, the evangelical church worships? It's the God of prayer. They worship prayer. And they think prayer is going to get it for them. If I just prayed more, if I could get more people to pray, if I could get my name on the prayer chain, if I could get my name on that board at the front of the church, don't get your name on that board because you'll never come off. You will never get off. You know, do not put my name up there. Hallelujah. A lot of people worship prayer. And prayer is just doing business with God. Prayer is when you take the Word of God and you do business with God. If you're going to pray without the Word, you're going to be hung on that board forever. 
I have never known anybody get off the board. I asked my mother because they had it on the back of their bulletin. A big, huge, long list. I tell you what, three-fourths of Seagraves, Texas was on the back of the bulletin that needed prayer. Of course, there's just 2,500 people, but three-quarters of them was listed. Hallelujah. They had to make that print so little to get everybody on there. Psalm 71, 22, verse 11. I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. So see, even the old things that God's done. Even if it was the Old Testament miracles, we ought to be remembering them. We ought to be thinking about it. Hallelujah. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of thy doings. I will meditate about thy work and I will talk of thy doings. We ought to be sitting around saying, remember. Remember when God did that? Remember when God did that for us? You remember that Bible story where the axe head floated? Remember when Jesus healed the ten lepers? Remember when Jairus' daughter got raised from the dead? We ought to be talking about that. You know, if we're talking about when Jairus' daughter got raised from the dead, then when our little daughter gets sick, it won't be near so hard to believe that God could heal her. Amen? Oh, hey, y'all remember when Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law of a fever? Hallelujah. Y'all remember that? Hallelujah. Wasn't that good? Wasn't that good? Hallelujah. Glory. I like that one. Psalm 105. Are we talking about his miracles? No, we're not talking about them enough. So we need to talk about them more. Psalm 105. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. I want to ask you, when we have a problem, is the first thing we do is call upon his name? Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. See, get out there among the people and make known his deeds. Make known his deeds. We want to come up to him and say, turn or burn. Boy, that thrills them, doesn't it? And then we put signs up on our church. You know, Pastor and I will drive by them signs and says, boy, doesn't that make you want to know God? It makes you want to turn and run. If you as a sinner, it make you want to turn and run. We run them off. But you know what we've done? We've kind of felt that way where I don't want to say turn and burn. So we just kind of like, oh, well, we don't say anything. Well, we need to start talking about the wonderful things that He has done for us. Because He's done some wonderful things for you. Did I tell you about the time I didn't have money to go to college and God made a way? Did I tell you about the time that we couldn't make the house payment and God showed up with the money? Hallelujah. Did I tell you about the time that I needed $1,000 and nobody in the whole world knew it? And this is uh, true for us. And a church member showed up on the front doorstep with a check for $1,000. Did I tell you about that? Hallelujah. Us, we go, yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's, where that's commonplace. That's, but I tell you, you get out there in the beauty shop, like Pastor was talking about this morning, and they go, Really? Really? Somebody just came to your house with $1,000? Because $1,000, because sinners don't give. If they gave a dollar, that'd be big giving, you know. To the Miracle Network at Sam's, you know, they ask you, would you give a dollar to the Children's Miracle Network? Uh, you mean a church member just came to your house and had a $1,000 check? Yeah, that really happened. Needed $1,000. Nobody knew. Just showed up on the front porch with it. Glory to God. Did I tell you about the time we didn't have any groceries and the church member came to the church and just loaded up groceries in the back of the car? Did anything supernatural ever happen to any of y'all? Praise God. Can I tell you about the time that Colin broke his arm and God healed him? God healed him and the doctor said, just like Tabitha said, misdiagnosis. 
But three doctors had looked at the x-ray and said it was broke, it was cracked, it was fractured. Hallelujah. How'd you get him healed? Just from the time he fell off the bicycle and cried all night with his arm. I just kept saying, and Pastor kept saying, you keepeth all his bones and none of them are broken. We went to the doctor the next day. He said it's broke. But we just kept saying, he keepeth all his bones and none of them are broken. I guess because it's Saturday, he didn't want to mess with it. He didn't put it in a cast. He just said, come back Monday. He put it in a sling. And I'll put it in a cast on Monday. See, I think he wanted to go home. It was lunchtime on Saturday. And he wanted to go home. But we kept saying, he keepeth all his bones. None of them are broken. We got there on Monday and he re-x-rayed said, oh, it's not broken. Hallelujah. If we had just get on the word, if we had just take a stand for things, hallelujah. But instead, usually we say, oh, it's broken. You know, we took him to the skating rink that night. They said, it's broken, and we took him to the skating rink. Because the church was having a skating party, so we took him to the skating rink. The doctor says broke arm, he's got it in a sling. And so the pastor at that time skated him all the way around, picked him up and skated him. He was about Carter's size. Picked him up, skated him all around, all around, all around. But most people stay home and say, oh, you know, he has a broke arm. He has a broke arm. You have what you say. Whether you like it or not, you're having what you say. Whether you know it or not, this stuff works for you. It's working so good for you, and so you need to make it work in the positive realm. We need to talk about miracles. Did I read Psalm 105? I did. Okay, turn to 119. Psalm 119, verse 27. I'm talking to you about this tonight by order of the Holy Ghost because I wanted to talk about prayer. And he said, no, I want you to talk to them about talking about miracles because I want them to have miracles in their lives and so they need to start talking about them. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 27. Glory to God. Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. You know, that was the good thing about full gospel businessmen back in that day. It's not in business anymore, really. I mean, it is in a minor measure, but it was big all over the United States, internationally. But you know what they did? That's what they did is they would have a speaker get up and tell their testimony. We would talk of the wondrous works of Jesus and talk about the miracles that God had done. It was awesome. It was powerful. People would get up and give their testimony about how they miraculously got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Miraculously, God met their financial need and they'd give the whole story. I remember Bud Queener from Clovis, New Mexico, got up and talked about how he needed $25,000. And this was a long story. I'll make it short. But somebody called him on the phone and said, meet me at Denny's. And he went to Denny's and the man had a check made out for $25,000. And Pastor and I stayed at Denny's for three months. No, I'm just kidding. No, we didn't have a Denny's, but if we'd had one, we probably would have started hanging out because we were young back then. We didn't know how this miracle thing worked. One thing about it, we wanted them and we wanted in on it and we would have drove halfway around the world just to, you know, back before there was Word of Faith churches, you didn't take them for granted. I remember one time before we had a church to go to when we were baptizing the Holy Ghost and we were hungry, we heard that Jim Spillman was going to be in Abilene, Texas. So we drove three and a half hours to Abilene, Texas just to hear him one evening because we was hungry. And I remember Jim Spillman talked about a miracle. He talked about praying for people and oil coming out of his hands. And we were just like, oh, my word. And oil dripping out of his hands, just 
and they caught that oil and they went and had it analyzed and the lab could not figure out what it was. There was no earthly substance that that oil was. And we would go and we would hear those testimonies. Praise God. If we would talk about it, we would have those things. If we would talk about it, even the old timers, did you hear about that? And did you hear about this? Did you read about that? Did y'all ever hear about God filling teeth with gold? God fills teeth in meetings. And sometimes he fills them with silver and sometimes he fills them with gold. We went to a meeting in Douglasville, Georgia, went over there just to see this. Brother Shattles, Bob Shattles, we went to see gold dust because we heard the gold dust was falling. And he wore all black just so you could see it. And he's on the stage talking. And I tell you, you just sit there and all of a sudden he's just covered in gold dust. And you know, he's gone on to be with the Lord now. But he got more people saved with that gold dust falling on him. Because he'd go into a hotel to check in. And the lady at the checkout would say, what is that on you? And he said, it's gold dust. And she says, well, what is it? said, well, it's a supernatural miracle of God for God to just show you that he loves you. And she was like... Mm, you know, and he said, well, just to prove it to you, when you take your clothes off tonight, they'll be full of gold dust. And he said that night at 12 o'clock, some woman is beating his hotel room door down. And he goes to the door and she, oh my God, oh my God. You know how the world is. You know, my clothes are full of gold dust. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he said he'd get people saved in airports. He'd get up on a chair in an airport and say, I'm in love with a man. He said that would get everybody's attention. Everybody was listening. And then he would tell them that the man was Jesus Christ and so forth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't know any miracle stories, get you a book. And start reading about the miracles. The old timers knew about miracles. I don't want them to be lost to our generation. I don't want them to be lost to that generation. I don't want them to be lost to my grandkids' generations. I want them to know that God is the God of miracles. And I don't want them to think that's what God did in the Bible, but He don't do those things no more. Amen. Turn to Psalm 145, verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are over all His works. God's proud of His works. And all thy works shall praise thee, O Lord, and thy saints shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of thy kingdom, and talk of thy power, to make known to the sons of men His mighty acts, and the glorious majesty of His kingdom. Hallelujah. We're supposed to be talking about His mighty acts. Speaking of the glory of His kingdom, the world really wants to know. Folks, it's time for us to get this mentality. It's time to get the mentality of what do we got to lose. We're fixing to be gone. Let me tell you something. Katrina was just a little picture of what the tribulation will be like. You know the chaos where they couldn't figure out what to do. This world will be utter chaos. It will be catastrophe after catastrophe and chaos after chaos and confusion after confusion. We need to get a what do I got to lose mentality. We need to get where we are talking. Did I ever tell you about the first time I ever spoke in tongues? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They will listen. They're curious about that stuff. 
Did I ever tell you when I got healed, when I was broke out and big old whelps all over my body and my ears was stopping up and my throat was closing down and I went to the doctor and he shot Benadryl right in the vein to make me go down. And about every six hours, he'd do it again. I'd have to run back to the doctor's office and he'd shoot Benadryl in the vein. And this went on for three days. And finally, my grandmother, my little old grandmother came over and prayed for me and laid hands on me. And God healed me instantly. I've never had it again. Did I ever tell you about that? See, we got to start telling people what God has done for us. Amen. And I wasn't even baptized in the Holy Ghost, and that made a believer out of me. From that day forth, I tell you what, it wasn't three or four months later till we got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Did I tell you about the day I got baptized in the Holy Spirit? Hallelujah. Turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just walking around speaking to ourselves and talking about God to ourselves. Oh, God, thank you for that time you did this. And thank you for that time you did that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you for orchestrating that. Do you know how much your steps are ordered by the Lord? We take so much for granted. You know, we have a near miss and a car wreck. We might say, thank you, Jesus. But we don't realize what God had to do to deliver you out of that. A lot of times. I don't know why, but it seems like it happens this way. I'll get up in the morning, I'll put on my contacts, and then all of a sudden it's like I got something in my eye. And so I go and I'm rinsing it and I'm putting it back in. I've had that go on for five, ten minutes. I am ready to go. I need to go. And I will be putting on that contact, taking it off, putting that contact on, taking it off. And you know then I'll get out on 69 and there'll be an ambulance sitting there and there's been a wreck. And you know God was delaying me. First Thessalonians 5.18 or I'll be out in the front yard and Jazzy won't come in. She's got selective hearing. You know, when she's sniffing, when she's getting her P-mail, she will just totally ignore you. And I'll be like, Jazzy, Jazzy, come on. I got to go. Come on. Let's go, Jazzy. Come on, Jazzy. And finally, I'll say, do you want me to get the pink stick? But then I'll finally get her to cooperate and come in the house and get in her office, I call it. Her office is the laundry room. And I'll put the gate in front of the door. And I'll finally get, and then I'll get out there. And this dog has been used of the Lord to delay me. And, you know, there's a wreck out there. And God's been steering me around it. You know, folks, we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful. 1 Thessalonians 5.18. In everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. I, sometimes I get impatient with the little old man driving in front of me. He has got traffic backed up. But then I'll get on up the road, and that little old man was used of God to keep us out of the path of harm. Hallelujah.